This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, thanks for tuning into another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm sitting at my desk in my office, which I spent some significant time on the weekend cleaning, organizing, purging, declaring. Ugh. It feels so much better in here. How about you? Do you go into a new year and declutter? Because I am of the belief that when we declutter and we remove things from our lives, that it makes room for new and exciting things to come in. You know, it's like when you clean your closet, you have room for new clothes. And I think it's so important to remove old, stagnant energy. And, uh, you know, one thing that I am constantly working on in my life, I'm not as bad as I used to be bad as a judgment or an interpretation, but I typically surround myself with more clutter than is necessary. And my hubby is much more of a minimalist. And I've really come to appreciate that in all areas, less is always more. And I notice how I feel when I release clutter, when I put things away, but it is something that I have to make a conscious effort to do. It it doesn't come second nature to me. So I've had to create habits um, that support me putting things away and just, you know, decluttering. Like I am the woman who can walk into a room, open all the cupboard doors, and then not even realize the cupboard doors are still open. That's a thing. I also type of person that if I put things away, I forget that I have them. So I don't even own a dresser because if I put, you know, if I piled shirts inside a dresser, I would forget that I even own them. I get surprised when things come back from the laundry, like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this top. Um, I've looked at, you know, past history pictures on Instagram or Facebook. And I'm like, what happened to that shirt? Where did it go? you know, things will just disappear from my life and I won't even realize they disappeared. So I tend to hold on to things for too long and I'm really working on that de, you know, decluttering. And it can be things like, you know, not just physical things, but also digital decluttering, closing things down, deleting things. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be a person with inbox zero. So that's not even something I strive for, but I can definitely go through and declutter unsubscribe from things that no longer bring me joy. Um, yeah. And I really encourage you to do that in the new year because it just oh, feels so expansive today sitting in my office. I feel like I can breathe a little deeper. And if you listen to, you know, my recap episode of, you know, 20 kind of 2021, as I started the new year, a big part of what I want for myself in 2022 is 
energy that supports me being creative and allowing things to come through me because I felt very, um, I don't know if I want to use the word suffocated, but I, I felt very cut off from my creativity last year and I take full responsibility for it. It was, you know, as I've said, it was a very transformational uh, year and very disruptive, um, very hard on my energy as it was for many of you. And I have all the tools in the toolbox, but I truly believe we go through the things that we're meant to go through in order to grow and evolve ourselves. So, you know, that was part of my path last year. So the reason I sat down to record this this morning is I've really made a commitment to myself that when I feel inspired, I just have to record. <laughs> so I didn't need to record a podcast episode this morning, but this was coming through me and I wanted to share it. So, you know, if you've been tuning in for a long time, you know, a big part of my message is around uh, not just your emotional well-being, but also your physical well-being and that I truly believe that everybody has a personal responsibility for caring for their health. And the more we care for our physical well-being and our emotional well-being, the easier it is for our body to, you know, fight off viruses, to fight off illness. Uh, so we're not putting pressure on the healthcare system or constantly looking for a band-aid to fix the problem. There is something so empowering about being a hundred percent responsible for your health and well-being. And I really encourage every single person who's listening to me to really explore what that looks like for you. Are you getting in daily movement? Are you spending some time, you know, sitting in, in silence with yourself? Are you doing any form of meditation, anything to support your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest? You know, are you properly hydrating? How are you feeding yourselves? Like the basic foundational things that we need to take responsibility for in maintaining our overall health. So the reason I'm kind of going down this rabbit hill, rabbit hole, what it's called rabbit hole. Yeah. Down this rabbit hole is I just today returned to workouts after two weeks off, maybe even a little more than two weeks. And this is after, you know, also coming off of, you know, in December, I had my coach give me a deload week, which was a you know, less volume to give my body a break. And then after the deload week, we decided I actually needed a full week off. So I'd had a full week off of training in December as well. And now I've just had two weeks off. So the reason for this break is I came down with COVID as are most people these days, uh, regardless of your status, right? This is a thing. We're going to catch viruses. I have never once been afraid of getting sick. My plan was to not get sick, but I don't have a say over, you know, if a, if a virus enters my body, my job is to not make it make for a very, um, viable host. So, you know, I can only share my experience of COVID. It's not going to be as everybody else's. I don't want to minimize anybody else's experience. I can only share mine. Uh, I'm assuming that I had the Omicron variant was very mild. It was like a flu. I've, I've actually had worse flus. I spent two days uh, with a terrible migraine headache in bed, asleep, you know, and uh, sore throat. And then after those two days, I was really, you know, back up on my feet and feeling much better. What I will say is 
you know, my, the data that I collect from my whoop. So a whoop is a, a strap that I use. There's, you know, similar products out there is designed for athletes measures, my heart rate variability, my resting heart rate, my respiratory rate measures, my sleep stats. And then it gives me a clear indication of if my body is primed and ready for exercise. And I knew I was sick because my stats showed me I was sick. My respiratory rate went through the roof. My HRV uh, plummeted. My resting heart rate went way up. So your body is always, always talking to you. And I didn't need the data to know I was sick, but it was super fascinating to watch. Um, one day my recovery was 1%. It was, it was in the red. I'm like, oh my goodness, like <laughs> clearly this is, you know, telling me to just rest, which I was, I really honor when my body gets sick. Part of being a person committed to health is I honor when my body is sick and I let it do its thing. We've been given, you know, our bodies are such amazing miracles. They just, they know what it is they need to do when we get sick. And I've always had faith in having a strong, healthy immune system. I take supplements to support that. Um, you know, I'm not vaccinated. That is my personal choice because looking at the data, knowing what I know about my own health status, uh, COVID has never been a huge threat to me. And, um, you know, we know now it's very, very clear from the data that whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, it does not, uh, change the fact that we can all catch it and spread it. So, you know, anyways, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, because of course I care for other people, but at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my own health and well-being first. And this is part of what I help my clients work on is making themselves a priority and not throwing themselves under the bus for everybody all the time. And when you're making a decision about a medical procedure, this is why we have informed consent. So we can step back, look at the data. How does this apply to me? Is this the best decision for me? What feels right for me in my body? And at this point in time, this was a decision that was best for me. And I have no regrets about it. No regrets about it at all. So COVID for me was not a big deal. It impacted my whole family. My hubby got it. Um, my middle son had it. My oldest son has had it. He had like the first wave of COVID when it first went through back in uh, 2020. Um, and my youngest son got it and he was fine as well. He had a fever for a couple of days and that was it. What I will say is that every now and then I would get hit with this weird, like wave of nausea and then it would just <laughs> disappear. Um, and I definitely could feel that my body was more fatigued than normal. So, you know, I've been sleeping 10 hours a day, which has been really, really lovely and enjoying, you know, not having to get up with an alarm clock, not having to be anywhere. And, you know, where I'm living in Canada, we delayed schools going back by a week, which worked out really perfectly because we all just got to like chill out at home and, you know, work on getting well again. So it, it really, everything just worked out super, super perfectly uh, in terms of, you know, an imperfect situation. So I took the entire time. So, you know, regardless of where you are in the world, normally when we, you know, the, the guidelines are when you get COVID, you need to quarantine. So we weren't going anywhere. We weren't doing anything. Um, I have 
all my workout stuff at home. If I choose to work out at home, I have all of that available to me, but I made the choice to not train. And I think that this is really, really important because so many, you know, ambitious driven men and women, and those of us who are really committed to our workouts, you know, we want to get back at it right away. And there's almost like this badge of honor around how quickly we can get back into the gym. And I don't actually subscribe to that. So I'm going to try and explain this because, you know, when I was sick, I didn't have much of an appetite. I actually lost a little bit of weight, not ideal because I'm actually in a build. So I'm in a growing season right now and I want to be adding muscle. And I was making really great uh, progress in the gym. My lifts were going up. I was feeling super strong and it would be so easy to go into the mindset of, oh my God, you know, two weeks off, I just blown it all. You know, I've lost all my gains, but I just, I don't subscribe to any of that bullshit, to be honest, because everything that happens in life is happening for us. We don't have to like it, but it's just part of the journey right? It's part of the journey. And I'm committed to working out and growing my strength and growing my glutes and doing all the stuff that I do in the gym, my personal goals. I'm committed to that till the long, for the long term. So what does it matter about two weeks? Because at the end of the day, it's not so much the gym that I'm committed to as it is my health and well-being. And rest, you hear me talk about this all the time, that rest is a success strategy. Rest is one of the most important things we can give ourselves. And I see so many people when they've been sick, that they're like racing to get back into the gym instead of giving their body ample time to really recover, to really recover so that when they go back, they don't have another week of like really lagging workouts, um, you know, stressing when their body doesn't need to be stressed, when your body is trying to heal, it needs all its resources to heal. It's like your body is doing a heavy workout on the inside. And some may agree with me and some may not, because, you know, I know how people feel about their workouts or their work. You know, people want to get back to their desk super quickly. I just, I have learned the hard way many, many times that when I give myself ample time to recover, I get to come back even stronger. So, you know, my workout this morning was hard. <laughs> I mean, my first workout back after two weeks, I didn't expect it to be a cakewalk, but my body was ready for it. It felt good <laughs> in the worst way possible. You know, I had, I was able to get back under my squats and squat the same way I was squatting. When I went off, uh, I pulled back some of the reps on it. You know, my, my coach has been really good about making sure, you know, she supports me in moderating myself as well, uh, because I do like to tick the boxes. If I'm told I need to do four sets, I'm going to do four sets. So she was really great about really pulling back the volume that I was doing so I could be successful and still feel uh, really strong. But I gave myself that entire time off. And here's why this was so, so important. When we are exercising, and especially when we're exercising with intensity, our body doesn't know the difference between good stress and bad stress, right? So this impacts our uh, sympathetic nervous system, which is, you know, your kind of your fight or flight. And I think that 
pretty much anybody listening can agree that our, our sympathetic nervous system has been highly activated over the past couple of years. Um, we've all been under more stress, whether it's, you know, being triggered with somebody with something somebody said on social media, whether you agree or disagree, there's a lot of polarity in the world right now. And I know that my sympathetic nervous system has really been quite activated. And part of this rest was allowing me to really focus on going inward, really uh, pausing and giving myself not just the physical rest, but the emotional rest. Pause there to sneeze. Um, anyways, so it was really about giving myself time to really work on my parasympathetic nervous system. So again, that rest and digest. So a lot of quiet time, a lot of journaling, um, more meditation, really unplugging and unhooking, and really giving myself space to ask myself, what is it that I want for my energy moving into 2022? And that's really what I did. And what I noticed is in focusing on, you know, eating my healthy foods, which is what I always do, hydrating, really allowing myself to sleep and embrace and enjoy not working, uh, not waking up to an alarm clock that my data, the status on my, my recovery went way, way up. In fact, I hit 99% recovery getting more than hundred percent of my sleep, my resting heart rate dropped, my HRV went up, which is what it's supposed to do. Um, and my respiratory rate of course has turned to normal. I still feel a little bit congested in my nose, but other than that, I'm totally fine. So, you know, really allowing myself to enjoy waking up without an alarm clock, because normally I'm up at about 4 45 AM and, you know, out the door to get to the gym. And, uh, you know, so to just let my body naturally wake up to take the time and enjoy the serenity of my bed, right? That cozy, like wake up, stay snuggly. Uh, one of my cats loves to crawl under the covers and just like nestle right up next to me, which is such a beautiful uh, feeling. and you know, my hubby next to me and being able to roll over in the morning and, and give him a kiss. Good morning. Watching the, you know, the, the sunlight come into the window on the days we did have sun, right? Like allowing myself to just be present as the world was waking up. These aren't things that I normally experience because of my commitment to getting to the gym and because of how my schedule is um, early morning workouts are always going to be a part of my life for the foreseeable future until my youngest is, you know, no longer uh, at a private school and driving and all that kind of stuff. I, I look forward to one day, you know, getting in the gym later. And of course, there's all sorts of different mandates that I got to work around. So I really just allowed myself to not race that and rush it to get back to like crack of dawn workouts. Because again, my commitment is to my health and well-being over the long term. And sometimes that means a focus on physical well-being. And sometimes it means more of a focus on my emotional well-being. 
And these two weeks of just being off and giving myself full permission to be off was really a commitment to my emotional well being and really regulating my nervous system again, because I have a lot of things for 2022 that I'm going to be working on. So, on that note, I really took that time to enjoy giving my body and my mind the rest and restoration that it needed so that I can have that sustainable energy and calm energy that I want to bring into 2022. And that's what my hope is for all of you. So don't push so hard to get back sooner. Because if you look at things, trust that you're getting exactly what it is you need everything is always going to work out. And one missed workout, two missed workout, even two weeks worth of missed workouts. If you are a very consistent and committed exerciser, that may very well be what you need. Okay. So I train with a lot of intensity. I have not ruined anything. (laughs) I have not ruined anything. Everything will come back. So on that note, where can you give yourself permission to just really slow down, you know, not racing into things, allow yourself these pauses. Um, You know, had I not gotten sick, I would have just continued on. But I can see now so clearly that this is really what my body needed. So my body's always going to have the ability to adapt to strain. Um, Our body always follows our mind. I'm a very strong uh, willed person. I can pretty much push through anything. But that doesn't mean that I should. And that really is the message here for you as well. Just because you can't doesn't mean you should. And when you are sick, it's your responsibility to allow your body to heal and not force it back into doing things that it may not be ready to do that could potentially prolong your illness. So, you know, I got out for walks, I spent time stretching, and that was that. Now, most people might say, well, Lisa, it's been so hard to, you know, get up and start working out again. And yes and no, you know, like I really allowed myself to, like I said, enjoy those leisurely mornings, but I knew last night that it's go time. Like we're back to the gym. You've had your sleep. You've had your rest. You are fully recovered. It is time to get back into the gym and do what you do. And that's exactly what I did. So last night I packed my food. I got my breakfast all ready. I got back into the habits and routines that have carried me through the past. I don't know how many months, right? They're just, they're just like set it and forget it. And this morning I got up no problem and got my workout in. And it was, it was amazing. Now, the other thing is knowing now how much sleep my body thrives off of. It is now my responsibility to make sure that I'm getting myself tucked into bed even earlier. So in order to stay committed to being um, peaceful and present this year in my life, one of the things that I'm committing to even more is making sure that I get a hundred percent of my sleep that I need to. So that means in bed super early so that I can get out of bed in the morning, having had a full night's rest and really honoring um, my body's clear need for rest. Because if you're anything like me, there are so many things that are um, stressful in our lives that we typically normalize and we just adapt. And 
our bodies are always talking to us about what is normal and what isn't. And we need to listen. And I'm always constantly having to tune in. So there you go. There's a recap of what it looks like to be, um, you know, a really high performing individual who knows how to honor rest and gets like, I don't get off on the, like, look how fast I get back to the gym or look at me pushing through, even though I've been sick. It, I just, I, I don't subscribe to that at all. Don't. So I am here for doing great things. I am here for doing the hard things, but I'm also here to support you in understanding what it truly means to be a well person, right? What it truly means to be a well person, what it truly means for your body and have reverence for your body in a way that you may never have thought of before. So if you want to be able to perform down the road, like I said, I'm here for the long term. Uh, that means a very different level of commitment to my health and well-being. So that's all I've got for you today. Hopefully, this episode isn't too choppy. Thank you again for tuning in. 2022 is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Please stay well. You know, take responsibility for the things you need to be responsible for. <clears throat> around your health, make sure you're getting out and moving, make sure you're hydrating, make sure you're taking the supplements that support your body's immunity. There's lots of things you can do that cost you nothing, right? Fresh air on a daily basis, get out for a walk and it'll transform your life and connect in with yourself. Give yourself those moments of, of peace where you can experience gratitude and solitude and remind yourself that everything is going to work out. We will get to the other side of this and hopefully for the better, hopefully more emphasis is going to be put on health and healing as opposed to um, trying to avoid illness. Because as you've heard me say before, there's a very big difference between focusing on being well versus trying to get away from or avoid getting sick. Big, huge difference in terms of where you're holding your energy and attention. So on that note, I will catch you on the next episode.